Hello, I'm Patrick Cronin, Senior Director of the Asia-Pacific Security Program here at the Center for a New American Security. I'm Mira Rapp-Hooper, Senior Fellow with the Asia-Pacific Security Program at the Center for a New American Security. And my name is Harry Kresa, and I'm the Research Associate with the Asia team here at the Center for a New American Security. And we want to talk for a few minutes about an exciting new project that the Asia team is launching about an alliance requirements roadmap where we're trying to help think through how the United States works with allies and partners in the Indo-Pacific region to counter rising military modernization on the part of China, particularly its ability to deny access and have a capability for anti-access and area denial, an A2AD capability that many analysts have been charting and analyzing very closely. We're going to be conducting a series of podcasts to explain different features in this study as we go through the year. We're going to bring together some of the leading experts thinking about China and about our allies and partners capabilities as well as about U.S. Asian security policy. And eventually we're going to produce an edited volume with some of the cutting-edge insights into how the environment is changing, what the strategy and scenarios are that we're going to be facing in the future, how do we build shared maritime domain awareness and an operating picture that could be shared by allies and partners in the region, as well as assure access through growing capabilities in this network of allies and partners. I want to now turn to Mira to talk a little bit more about the conceptual underpinnings of this study. Thanks, Patrick. I arrived at the Center for New American Security just a few weeks ago, uh, but when I did, I was really excited to join this project because I think that it fills a really important intellectual and strategic gap in the way we think and talk about the rising anti-access challenge in the Pacific, particularly when it comes to China. As many of you may know, uh, for several years we've been watching China's development of anti-access area denial capabilities. Um, those are capabilities and, and strategies that ultimately may impede the ability of outside powers like the United States to intervene in a conflict near to China's shores and to move around the theater of operations uh, once they enter that theater. Uh, but in this discussion, uh, we often don't discuss the role of allies. Uh, the United States' partnerships in the Pacific are some of its greatest force multipliers. But when we talk about A2AD, we are often discussing China's capabilities, China's strategies, uh, U.S. capabilities, U.S. technologies, uh, U.S. operating concepts for countering A2AD, but U.S. alliances are really one of its greatest force multipliers when it comes to its political relationship and its strategy for the Asia-Pacific. And on top of that, I think that U.S. allies ranging from Japan to the Philippines to emerging partners like Vietnam have a great interest both in understanding better uh, the challenge that is posed by A2AD uh, and understanding their role in it and what their relative advantages and disadvantages might be uh, as this strategic picture emerges in East Asia. Uh, so I think that this project uh, really does fill, uh, as I mentioned, a very important intellectual gap in breaking open in that question of what is the role of allies and partners in this emerging A2AD picture. Um, and by that, I think we mean many things. We mean what is uh, the role of allies in future scenarios and scenario planning that may involve uh, the use of anti-access uh, strategy 
technologies and technologies. Uh, what is the role of allies in developing technologies that may be useful in countering uh, those strategies and technologies? And where are the relative uh, advantages and disadvantages of individual allied and partner countries in East Asia? Um, and how can we think about trying to augment those, trying to maximize those advantages uh, when it comes to working with individual partners? Uh, that said, when you take all these things together, uh, what is the roadmap uh, for the years ahead when it comes to strategy, technology, in an anti-access environment that very much includes and relies on US alliances in East Asia? And indeed, in this project, we're going to try and break down that roadmap into a few different parts that we're going to examine each in turn. Uh, first, we're going to look at the rapidly changing technology and military modernization environment and how it may advance or counter A2AD concerns. Next, we're going to talk about the planning that the United States and, the, and its various partners in the region are going to have to go through when determining its strategy and how it might respond to different scenarios there. Then, we're going to look at what kinds of technologies and capabilities are going to be required for our partners to share a uh, common awareness and access in the region. Then we're going to look at the specific technologies and capabilities involved in AT A2AD in particular, whether it's going to be nuclear forces, amphibious capabilities, or even outer space. Next, we're going to look at what our various partners are going to actually need to contribute and how we're going to be able to uh, help them achieve those new capabilities for those awareness and access uh, concerns, whether it's the Philippines, Indonesia, Korea, or Australia, and others. And finally, we're going to bring it all together at the end in a, in a roadmap discussing the implications for uh, defense cooperation and partnership in the region between the United States and its partners. So these are the elements that will comprise the volume that we uh, aim to produce, that we will produce, uh, at the end of our Alliance Requirements Roadmap Study. Uh, we'll be holding a number of events related to this study between uh, now and the spring of 2016, but these are also the topics that we will be covering in our podcast series that we're very excited to share with you. Um, and this edited volume and our various events will be bringing together some leading voices, uh, both from uh, the U.S. strategic and defense community and from allied and partner countries, and we're very excited to uh, have those scholars appear on our podcast series as well. Thank you, Mira. Thank you, Harry. I, through this project, we're hoping to produce a roadmap for future policymakers. How do they build out U.S. alliances? How do they strengthen new partnerships in the Asia-Pacific region so that together we can preserve the peace and stability in this region and ensure that as we move ahead in the decades to come, that Asia-Pacific remains a huge opportunity for global security? Thank you very much.